at a quick glance, every time I turn left, it looks like your hand is on his. Like it does. It fucking does. <laughs> occasionally, <laughs> I should sit like this. Occasionally, I may just be on camera like. I thought. I actually thought it was his leg, like is in the. Welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast uh, with Jason and myself, and we've got Will Crozier and Dean McKillop in the house, um, in the, the casting couch, and I'm feeling very vulnerable in the middle of these two large humans, and Dean started to talk about hands-on legs and it's getting weird, so we've started the episode to just avoid that going down a path we don't want to. <laughs> we can see you. <laughs> we can. Uh, you get good views. Uh, yeah, maybe you'll get some likes. <laughs> extra reach. Not your crap. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's the attention we're looking for. Yeah, that's one thing you can do if you ever want really weird attention, do a bodybuilding show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Muscle worship oh, to be next yeah. level. Yeah. 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 I'll get a little bit. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah sure. sure. Just yeah. a couple of weird messages. Yeah, the good. other inbox. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. The one that's like yeah, the other. It's like, I'm just going to let you know that like a creep is messaging you. you yeah. If you want there, to. Is, yeah. there is something of surprise. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Enter it. We have, we have hidden this message for your safety. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't want to open that. Yeah. <laughs> some of the ones that chicks get though, like this one girl posted the other day, she got offered, someone messaged her, I'll give you a thousand dollars to like stand on my belly. Yeah. And I was like, will they accept an 85 kilo pound? Because <laughs> I will do that for a grand. Like, <laughs> I'll just stand on someone, that's fine. Yeah. I'm going to get heaps of those weird messages now. Yeah, no Yeah. So, we're actually here to talk about, um, the boys are here for their seminar in a month or so? Next month? Two weeks. Two no, after the Melbourne one, yeah. About, about, it'll work out to be four weeks, just over four weeks. Yeah, cool. Um, so this will be out Sunday this week. Yeah. Um, we'll get out pretty soon, so... Um, fresh off, well, I was going to say pro-raw, but technically it's the Arnold's, um, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. very quickly becoming more pro-raw than the Arnold's. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the pro-raw. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Straight to the side. Our, our resident. Straight to the side. Pro-raw front and centre. That's how it should have been from the start. Our, uh, our resident <laughs> bodybuilders <laughs> spent all their weekend at the Palace. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I spent Tony Doherty couldn't admit it anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, what do you guys like overall thoughts, mate? We'll like we'll leave pro raw. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in his. Uh, or we probably should announce like we'll won. Um, so yeah, we'll just put that out there. Save, save the details. Nearly, nearly crowned champion, but we'll go into that in probably next week's episode for the ear people and the viewers. Um, but yeah, thoughts on the event, the weekend. Anything. It's always uh, an insightful look at the demographic of the fitness industry. Yeah, we had this very similar. <laughs> building, less the organisation of the building was the best. Like, you had the strong men, so like, it was just like, a strong men and women, and it was yeah. like just big, burly people, like, and as you moved, it just went a little bit hipster. Yep. Like, big beards, powerlifters, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it moved to like, Yep. You know, men with shaved legs and yep. tans yep. and girls with lip injections. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as it went over to the other side, like, it was just like, oh, I'm standing in the middle. Yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no attempt at immigration whatsoever. <laughs> it's just, if you, if you want to eat, like, granola bars, walk here. Yeah. <laughs> if you're happy with burgers. That was one weird thing. Most of the food available was 
pretty junky yeah. part. Yeah, um, just the, that was yeah. my favourite part. Boxing. Yeah. <laughs> that was just amazing. Whoever yeah. bought that, whoever was uh, owner of that donut stand, like, yeah. Yeah. they were the winner of the whole weekend. Yeah. Because it's like 40 minutes for a lot, like a 40 minute line. And the coffee stands were amazing. Really yeah. 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 So they were the real winners of the weekend because it was just yeah. the coffee like, depleted bodybuilders and powerlifters and strongmen that just wanted to eat donuts. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a company in Queensland on the Gold Coast that actually deliver freshly made um, like cake cookies oh, wow. to bodybuilding shops. Oh. That's amazing. Arseholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. assholes. Yeah. They actually promote cop date release coming up soon. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, if bodybuilding way. doesn't have enough, like, if food disorders, disorders it's yeah. like, they're just like, then we're going to, like, hammer them yeah. Yeah. and get them fat as soon as we can <laughs> after a show. Really, like, bring it's that really home. It's one of the local shows you get tokens for pizza. Yeah, afterwards. Even yeah. after, like, going to mine, it was like a table and just had, like, all this chocolate and shit. And I was yeah. like, where's the fruit? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, was, we're not going to ease into it. Like not, fruit makes you fat, you clearly know that. Right? <laughs> of course. Okay, okay. Just thought we'd clear that <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell us this, because there's bunny ears. <laughs> no, no bunny ears, that's a serious comment. <laughs> <laughs> now there's bunny ears in case you didn't hear That's why we like the ear people. Mm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the ear people. It's cold. Yeah, my favourite. But no, Arnold's is always a cool experience. Uh, yeah. I think Pro Raw's just... I think the beauty of Pro Rose is getting bigger and bigger and bigger because it's exciting to see and not many people uh, it's like it's it's not really common for people to see big burly dudes and girls lifting really heavy yeah. shit. So yeah. they're kind of like they're starting to become integrated into the general population and they realise how exciting it is to see people do like crazy performance. So yeah. I mean if you think about it though, like if back in the day they were willing to watch the Romans kill each other, like they quite like to see the brutality of humans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's well, kind of like so that, man. Like it's it's like Intense. Yeah. Uh, the crowd was massive. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've been to a more intense, like live sport. Yeah. Moment. Um, obviously, the finish for yours. But the finish was um, like I think that nearly whole, all the way. That passes. whole day was like yeah, came down to the last yeah. end. Of it. Saturday was unreal. Literally, yeah, so real. good. All three of them had a deadlift off. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Sometimes I wish I wasn't competing so I could watch, watch it. it. Yeah. It was, yeah. Like, oh, it was pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, that's the, so the people that were seeing me there that used to like, oh, how many people do you have in bodybuilding? I'm like, none. And I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Like, most of my preppers are be next year, right? So for, for a bodybuilder, it's like, okay, I got you all of this effort. I got you to the day. Now you're going to ask me about all of the neurotic stuff. Like, when do I eat? What time do I eat? How much salt do I have? How much water do I have? Should I sit? Should I stand? Should I shit? Should I not? <laughs> and like, is my tan okay? And then the tan shit. You got to fix the tan. Then you got to pump up. Like it's, it's a really stressful day for two minutes on stage. Yeah. I'm like, well, what's your weight tonight, mate? Oh, 110 and a half. Cool. Eat carbs. Then go to bed. Wake up. If you're still fine. If you're 110 and a half, you know you'll wake up under 110. He wakes up at one nine and a half. Yeah. Cool man, I'll see you at the show. Yeah. Like, job done. Right? Have fun. I get, to, I, get, I get to now sit back and enjoy yeah. the, the the results yeah. of what I've seen him put himself through for yeah. months on end, and I can actually appreciate it as opposed to being in the stressful situation as well. They both had their pros and cons, but it was like really refreshing for me just to kick back, watch Will and uh, Jess Zuckowski as well compete. Um, yeah, it's it's much yeah. It's, it's a nice contrast. Gotten better at that name now. Yeah, W's are these. Yeah. I did like to go Zukowski. So you appreciate that, but it's Zukowski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts from you? Obviously, I don't know how much of the yeah, expo you've seen. <clears throat> I walked around a bit just to relax. But uh, 
I, I did not find that relaxing. I. It's <laughs> <laughs> too many humans. <laughs> no, it's more of like I put my headphones in and I just watch people. Yeah. Just be odd. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I think it was laid out better than it has every, any other year. I thought yep. there was more space, yep. which is like you're not know, running into everybody. Mm. Nice. The more food thing was a bonus for me, rather yeah. than having to line up at that little coffee, uh, that little oh, burger joint. It was a hundred percent an improvement by so mile for sure. Yeah. Um, coffee around that was nice. Uh, the probably the downsides to pre the only downside to previous years is I feel like it's gotten way louder. Yeah. And it's like it's like a nightclub, man. That's why we can't talk. Like, yeah, it's can't talk, can't done. hear right now. Like, <laughs> geez, I feel like it, yeah. yeah, been up for three days. Saturday in particular was like. Hectic. Yeah. The noise. Yeah, I lost was, most of my voice on the Saturday. Yeah. There's a couple of hit stands every year that have the, you know, the loud music. Yeah. Um, oh, but they just try and beat each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's well, it. I'm going to turn mine up and then I'm going to turn mine up. It's yeah. just yeah. like, God. Had, um, obviously the Pro Raw DJ competing with the UBS yes, right man. behind yeah. us. Yeah. And then like the Muscle Nation one right next to them. Yeah. And fuck, yeah. By the time we left Saturday, my ears were like actually hurting. Yeah, I didn't realise how loud it was until I walked outside in between a couple of my lifts on my yeah. day just to calm down. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, when a crowd of a thousand people is quiet, you know that the inside's quite loud. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. One Jeez. of the biggest disappointments there, did anyone, there's Kraft uh, Mac and Cheese. Ah, uh, yeah. Their slogan was, your cheat day friend or something like that. I was mm-hmm. just like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they had a cheater meter. Oh, so you can hit like you know the you hit the hammer and the, the thing goes to the top and you you either win like you go okay they have one of those to win mac and cheese and it was called like a cheatometer or something. Uh, oh, wow. I was like, <laughs> and that's not, not helping. That's not like, just <laughs> continuing with the disordered eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it's doing it. Yeah, it was like market now. <laughs> 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 the market. Bring it on. Uh, they go because when they cheat and they get out of it, they like, was talented. Yeah, yeah. I was back sometime. I was sitting back watching people and like I was just like you could see the distorted eaters because oh, yeah. they're just like like you've got, you've got a box of donuts and fries and a hot dog and a, sh- and a thick shake yeah to yourself like, yeah. yeah and none of like, it goes together yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 meanwhile they're trying to smell their friend's breath because they've eaten something else they wanted to eat yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty it, I like it yeah. just mixes the sports really well yeah, so yeah. like I never ever go to strongman stuff never ever go to bodybuilding stuff like when I'm not there yeah. so when I go there like I see a little bit of it and yeah, whether I like it or not still maybe but um, it's just good you get to see different people the, even the other stuff like the pole stuff and the yeah. flipping people yeah they're they really the epic the, 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 they're like the medieval battles for oh, the that, that was I think yeah I was going to take crazy. If, if I miss one of my thirds and hadn't bombed I was just like I was just going to take up that <laughs> you just dress up and take it up and take it out yeah boxing matches too yeah, so like boxing yeah, between, yeah in between the lifts I just turn my head like yeah. watch a couple of kids punch a crap out of each other and I turn back <laughs> yeah. it's really good even yeah. the cup kids like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 so there seemed to be a lot more sport this year than I think they just laid it out in years yeah because it's always been like that but I just think that the way they laid it out last time was like they kind of just pushed all the stuff that like they felt like wasn't that popular over like where the strong man was over so you had to go there people going yeah and like you know because we saw stuff that we didn't normally see yeah i yeah i honestly thought it was new so no it yeah. gives you an impression of um so there was definitely less like not as many booths supplement booths and stuff though well, yeah they, well they just made them smaller or yeah, like, like, now i think there's yeah. like usually three or four 
I'd, I'd, <coughs> I'd like to see them have like multiple entrances, like one at the front, one in the middle, one at the end. Because mm. like if you're coming in at the end, at least you'll be forced to go through the other sports. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when you go in the middle, like Pro Raw had it down, man. You go through the middle yeah, straight, straight you saw right it. Yeah. And then you'd turn left because that's where it was busiest. And yeah. then I think a lot of the stuff on the right probably got missed. But um, yeah, yeah I love watching the boxing, man. Something different. Mm. Jiu-Jitsu, something a bit different. Yeah. yeah whatever that human tug of war thing was. Uh, mass wrestling. Yeah. That's because they've been out of arm wrestling there. Yeah, behind the arm wrestling. wrestling. Oh, oh, was that? I haven't seen that. Yeah. They've bought in the middle, and the two blokes were their feet against it, and then you have like a stick. Yeah. Like you literally. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have a fancy word, and they sit there like. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and then you both hold on to it like that. One person's like this, and the other side like that. And then you just, your aim is to pull them. Over. Yeah, so it's like a two man. It's just a competition. It's like a hand to hand, hand 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 tug of war. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah right. there are tactics to it. It's like arm wrestling. You think it's not that complicated, but then they like, nah, you got to do like this crazy shit, and it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah I'm sure. Cool. I'd like to give it a go, but I feel like you just have to be strong. Like if you're a strong big dude, it's like you win. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm insulting all the mass wrestlers who are like, very technical <laughs> right now. Just- yeah. Yelling at the screen right now. Yeah. Or They're just like, shut up, guy who just well, picks up weights off the floor. <laughs> the people yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be happy if there's people who got upset at that. Because yeah, yeah. like the diversity of the audience is really off. Yeah, we're doing well. <laughs> if, if we're reaching mass wrestling. Someone's going to tell you. Who else do we like? No, I've got bodybuilders now. Cryo chambers. That was there. Yeah, <laughs> saw that. Yeah. We can talk about that a bit. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, recovery. Yeah, so you guys are doing a recovery seminar yes um that's that's your introduction take it away <laughs> well, well it's it's like it's just a funny segue i may have planted it i'm not sure um but yeah we're doing like an enhancing performance and recovery seminar between yep. the two of us yeah cool. marrying together the ideas mm. and uh applications of essentially what will and i've been doing now for three years um it's which a, is yeah we actually planned this like years ago so technically you can say like this is has, and we can use what everybody else does and it's like it's been in the works for like yeah. two years we've been yeah. building this sounds yeah. like we've been working really hard for two years <laughs> yeah it's not bad just like it out once decided to do it now <laughs> we're just real lazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we have we've been thinking we've been too the person who just talks the talk and does fuck all with it mm. or can't prove that it works yeah um so i like i think we were talking about it previously in, in my podcast how you're getting more cerebral thought processing around preppers in bodybuilding and powerlifting now is, is starting to become far different in its approach like three years ago when will and i started working together there was maybe one person that I would know that was taking their nutrition seriously. Yeah. And there was a bunch of fat dudes lifting weight. Mm. Right? Mm. Or maybe you shouldn't call it their muscles, but they're lazy. Mm. Um and then as times progress now, like you see pro raw photos, the great thing is too, you're seeing this natural progression of people taking their craft more seriously. Not because if you have abs it means you're taking it seriously, but if you have abs you at least have control of nutrition one way or another. Yeah. That you're not just eating to become or use as an excuse to become a fat slob. Yeah. Mm. Um so like and now that pro raw sort of photo is becoming specimen after specimen after yeah. specimen. And not just showing up guys like wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's some top end dudes now that are just like the the craft is changing in regards to the application of the secondary stuff. Yeah. Like 
powerlifters are really good at implementing squat bench day. Then they learned that maybe do some accessories. Mm. Now they're learning how do we accessorize training to maximize performance, yeah. which is sort of what this whole thing is all about. It's taking my outlook on what I think to be important for Will as an athlete in powerlifting from a nutritional aspect, integrating that into it so he maximizes recovery, minimizes risk of injury, gives us a better opportunity to get into weight at, in an efficient manner. Because not like most of them, Will's like right on the cusp of his weight division. Yeah, yeah. Not because of the fact that he's lazy, but because you've basically got no more room left in lean mass, yeah. right? He's right at the top of his category. And that's so the same thing. Like we tried that. Was yeah. Like, it just was too big and like, oh, fuck, we got cut. Yeah. yeah. Planned it meticulously to yeah. be at that weight, at yeah. that body fat, like perfect. Yeah. So yeah, like we looked, looked at like a two and a half to three kilo lean mass gain on Dexter over the last 12 months to the point where now like he's standing at the 112 with six and a half percent on the Dexter. Yeah. Like there's no, there's not yeah. much room left for that dude to get into 110s anymore. Yeah, anyway. well that's what I was going to ask. You know? like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now nah, next, like, next year I'm going to 3% at uh, <laughs> one, one, 107 kilos lean mass. Just get leaner every year. Then go tear up and walk on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a guy on the weekend and he, uh, he was introduced to me by another guy. He was a bodybuilder just competed or yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, he got introduced to me and then he's like, what did you, you say you were a powerlifter? Because like, he was a bodybuilder. And he's like, fuck man, what the? Yeah. Like, yeah. He was actually confused. Yeah, I think we're changing, <laughs> we're changing the perception of what a powerlifter yeah. is. Just like, you know, flexible dieting five years ago. He's like, oh, so you're the guy that eats lots of shit food. Yeah, you eat pop tarts. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a pop tart yeah. crew. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And now to so that, like, they look at me like, oh, you're a powerlifter, but you look, you like look good. Like, yeah, I take yeah. my shit seriously. Yeah. Um. So yeah. It's now not that looks. It's being able to put it is. Yeah. It's just yeah. come together. Oh, amazing. Yeah. 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 It's funny how if you drive performance with nutrition, you somehow manage to look better. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that's the whole concept of this is trying to to really just bring in what we would consider to kind of be like the 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 pillars of maximizing those things, and that is management of stress both from a training fatigue management kind of point of view mm-hmm. as well as bringing into lifestyle factors like um, and then bringing in sleep how mm-hmm. we can try and control programming as a power lifter to yeah. also allow for progression but minimize the chance of regression and then where nutrition comes in with all of those and like physically how we may change things as well or like if you're at the top end of a weight category maybe how do we get him down into that weight category without causing further stress and yeah, how do they relate um, to each other yeah how it's all improve performance like yeah. really trying to drill it into people that this stuff matters and they all yeah. affect each other and they're all going to make you better how we go about it yeah, yeah. I think really so we're, we're going to start off by yeah, discussing stress as a concept yeah um, defining it what it is why it matters mm. how it affects us in mentally physically uh, I guess why we should consider it yeah I think people, if people like you you've spoken about this before as well too Jace like you say to someone, are you stressed? And they're yeah. like, no. Yeah. And then you start to ask more questions about subjective data, like mm. how's diet, how's digestion, how's sleep, how's recovery, how's general fatigue, how's your mood, does it shift, have you got anxiety, all this kind of stuff, right? And then they start to realize, oh, hang on a minute, like I struggle with five out of 10 of those things. Mm. And until you understand what stress is, one, that stress is necessary. Mm. Without stress, yeah. you, don't, you don't adapt. Like, yeah. We're... As individuals, as humans, we are a reactive species that tries to adapt to a stimulus, that stimulus being stress. The control factor is whether or not we can take acute stress that impacts us in a positive manner that we adapt to, or whether or not we 
have resistance yeah. and then the adaptation doesn't occur and then the stress starts to build and then what the ongoing uh, negative aspects of that are. So yeah. once they understand the stress component, which is what I'm going to sort of filter in and go for a deep dive on, yeah. then Will's going to come in and go, this is how I program and why. Yeah. You know? This is how we... Yeah, it's not like creative like stress like, for positive. And oh, no. I like fives. Yeah. Like, yeah fives, <laughs> no, fives are better than eights. Planned yeah. action. Planned action. It's more the... Stress, yeah. It's, yeah, it's more the fatigue management stuff. Mm. Like, uh, if you get overly fatigued in training and, and you can't progress because you're, mm. you're stressed or those outside factors are huge, then how can we adjust things yeah. and, and do things? So really like zoning on fatigue management, yeah. stress control, yeah. how yeah. they affect the programming. So do, you, do you guys subscribe to the idea that like, um, how's the saying go? Basically your body can't recognize different types yeah. of stress. So like Just whether it be training or emotional or mm. work or environmental, whatever, stress mm. is stress. Yeah. 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 And stress isn't negative. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I think but it's it important. Can. Yeah. It's important to take ownership of that word as well. Like mm. we talk about it a lot in yeah. the industry with other words and stuff. And yeah. it's like, like functional and whatever, just for mm-hmm. examples. Stress is broad term. Yeah, it's, and people don't know what that means anymore because like we, we just yeah. said it, it's like you say you're stressed and someone takes that as if like it's there's something wrong with them and they're like, mm-hmm. oh no, I'm not stressed. Yeah. It's like, no, it's okay to be stressed. Like yeah. we can, there's certain situations where stress is good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I always like, say like really things. successful people are typically usually stressed people, but mm-hmm. so, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying everybody could please go be really stressed. Yeah, just don't wear like a fucking a badge of honor either. Like, there are people that do. You know, like mm-hmm. even just avoiding stress hormones, avoiding yeah. cortisol, like, mm-hmm. you know, just like there's time and place yeah. and understanding. Yeah. So it's good that guys like you are understanding the systems, understanding the multiple layers to it. Um, I, you know, teaching people to identify what these are yeah. and seeing how we can marry and mitigate these you know, ones we need to kind of pull all together for a, in a more practical sense. Yep. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's essentially the whole thing is like, you can't manage what you can't measure. And you, if you don't understand the underlying complexities of what's going on, then you can't yeah. make your approach simple and effective. Yeah. I think um, it's really hard for people to put it together. That, like, a, how does sleep make me a better lifter? Yeah. Like yeah. How does stress, like yeah. less stress or more stress make me a better lifter? How does the nutrition stuff make yeah. me a better lifter? Like, and then how do they affect each other? Like how does sleep oh, affect nutrition? Sleep. How does nutrition affect yeah. sleep? Everything. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. what I mean. They're all related. They all to like, relate, yeah. So I, love you need, I love it. So you need to balance it all and like have a system that works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's no like, we're not going to go at the end like, hey, this is how everyone should do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I was planning on handing out a, like, a, hey, this is how you do it, 995. This is how you do it. And it's just like, it's just literally the piece of paper. Can I just buy that? Yeah, exactly. It's the easy approach. I like the, I like that. And we've toyed with it as well, especially like with the mentorship program we've got with the trainers and stuff. It's like the, the model of if this, then that kind of thing. It's like, you know, giving people an understanding of those underlying fundamentals, pillars and stuff. And this is like training, nutrition, everything. Mm. And then it's like, now build the intuition to be like, oh, okay, so when this happens, I do this. And yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Well, that's that's the whole, the if you don't understand that initial conceptual stuff, mm-hmm. you can't provide a application that is individualized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it is that, it's like Will said, if you don't sleep, you get additional stress. The additional stress impacts sleep. Mm-hmm. Like chicken, egg, which one? Yeah. It's this big, it's a circle. Yeah. 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 Um, and then <laughs> less sleep can affect 
body composition yeah and how that happens whether you gain or trying to lose fat whatever yeah. and again same thing like body yeah. composition is going to affect that and like if you're too fat you're going to have sleep problems yeah. so I think like that like it's just yeah. so there's so many links you know, yeah just understanding is invaluable yeah. and my goal in this from a nutritional aspect because I think um a lot of people in powerlifting see the fact that they don't really burn through much fuel, therefore they shouldn't theoretically need many carbohydrates. Um, you don't need to be like really lean, but you also shouldn't be fat. Um, like trying to drive home the reason why creating a particular stimulus, e.g. this amount of carbs, this amount of fats, this amount of protein going consistently, why that may be positive, negative, or indifferent. Because yeah. um, I've heard the argument before, like we as powerlifters aren't glycolytic athletes, why do we need it? Okay, but what if he goes through a glycolytic phase? Yeah. And what if he's building metabolic capacity in his training so that he's a fitter individual so he doesn't fucking die? Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of important. <laughs> like, so and then also like, just being happy and then well, maybe I'll like eating. Enjoying yeah. 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 Food. I like food. Um, yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah, there's like, <laughs> a lot of people miss the necessity for context within the individual and they miss that enjoyment compliance. Which one can we hit the most? Yeah. Um, uh, I spoke about this in mind too which will come out after this is also understanding that it may not just be as simple as saying hey this is how much food you should eat Will because yeah. he might not be able to eat that amount of food to drive that amount of hypertrophy seven days a week for the next three months God, that's yeah. terrible you know <laughs> but can you give him moments of overfeeding <laughs> moments so of bad. underfeeding yeah. Yeah. because you know what else is a stressful thing to do yeah. eating a fucking lot of food that's yeah. a lot of stress so. almost 7,000 calories for I don't even know how many weeks but yeah. god it is not yeah. fun yeah, I just get wake up and you're like I got this giant bowl of cocoa pops to eat. Yeah. And then everyone else is like, well, that's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I've been doing yeah, that for four months. Yeah. 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 It was amazing for two days. Yeah. 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 Everybody yeah. loves cheat days when it's a cheat day. Yeah. Day. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves what they don't have to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's um, hard. So that, I think, again, it comes back to, and we talk about it all the time, but it's like the, it's just ice, not isolating variables in like a bigger picture, like talking about, longer term like he's going to need to do a hypertrophy phase he's going to need to have metabolic capacity Mm, you know for recovery and stuff even when he's you know potentially peaking or something like that they're just they're thinking of it from uh just the there and now of when they're just lifting heavy it's like oh but i don't need carbs now so i just shouldn't eat them yeah (laughs) but that's just now yeah we need to think like real big picture mesocycle macrocycle kind of stuff and yeah. It's just like this is where the game changes. Is like people like you and I, or like yeah, us. We, we do like talk about that. that. Yeah. yeah, we talk about periodizing everything together. The programming, nutrition. yeah, yeah. Periodizing nutrition is an amazing concept um, that is underutilized. Like everyone works on programming, but then they're kind of like, oh, we'll just diet. Yeah. at the same time, it's like diet during the break down, phase, you, then... you can break down a diet to a daily practice. Like yeah. we've spoken about. Um, it's I think it's just invaluable. Yeah, like if he if he's driving metabolic work and here I am trying to make the volume of food easier by giving him high fat low carb yeah and then that down that down uh, regulates his ability to actually drive metabolic work yeah. not only now is he potentially inefficiently fueled but his performance is going backwards and then we waste time where he's trying to build capacity for the next phase which might be hypertrophy so that he's not blowing ass trying to squat reps of eight yeah um and one really cool concept that Will will bring in too is that like specificity comes at a cost, especially in programming. Yeah. Um, and that is probably one of the biggest takeovers I think a lot of powerlifters can learn from because it's all well and good saying, 
oh, I need to squat bench and dead heavier. Oh, and I do my accessories, bro. Like, they keep me healthy. Yeah, but why? Like, yeah. a lot of people don't do the why. Like, there's a point in time, like, someone like for, like, someone like Will, he's at the top end of his weight category. I'm, granted, I'm his nutrition guy. Like, that's what we mainly talk about. But we also talk about, like, hey, like, what do you really need? Like, what, what, what's your lacking target yeah. for the next 12 months? Because if I'm going to feed you, I want to know why. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I actually need, like, I can't grow limb length any different. I'm at the top end of my weight class, but I kind of, the only thing I can really do right now is become better at skill mm-hmm. and generate more lean mass so that can generate more force and power. Yeah. And then how do we do that? He programs it or talks to the person who's programming with him. I facilitate it with food. Yeah. 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 Whereas, and that was last off season. Mm. So I was trying to put on kind of, I wouldn't say minimum muscle, but just uh, oh, not get outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to come in. <laughs> not that way anyway. But anyway, um, but this off season were different because to loop back to your initial question, mm. which was next year, the yeah. weight class. Yeah. Probably going to have to go up. If I do pro or two hour weigh in again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but look at the turtles on the weekend should do all right. Just to yeah. chuck them in there. So yeah, pull up. Under 120s. Yeah. yeah, so if yeah. I can get another, or if I can, in this case, it would be, okay, well, let's just put on as much muscle as possible. Oh my God. Body fat, who cares? So you're going to, are you going to, 112 so isn't 20, enough. 125, so you're going to, is the idea to be in the 125 zone? Or? At 125. Well, that's that's or is it like that's be 115 right? and go. Yeah, because it's hard. Like, that's, that's the a thing. massive weight. Yeah, like, you sit in the middle. You've got to decide, don't you? Well, at yeah. the moment, oh, yeah, I have according to Dexa, which whatever people say. Yeah, but just use my previous points. It's all good. Yeah. Um, according to it, the last one I got, I was 102 kilos of lean muscle or yeah. lean body weight. Yeah, and, that, and that's wet muscle yeah. as well as bone, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So. You know, if I'm at, if I was at 120, at like 10%, what's that make it? Like 106 or something. Mm, yeah, something like that would be awesome. Yeah. So like, if I can do that, that would be cool. So if I can get to like one, a 120, and that also leaves it open to 24 hour comps, so I can cut back into 110 anyway. Yeah. So okay. leaves a bit of option there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for pro raw, yeah, gonna have to go to 125, I think. Two hour win. Yeah. It's, unless I want to be 4% body fat the next one time. Yeah. yeah, which then means we have to control the tightness of his body weight further out. Yeah, yeah. as opposed to just manipulating yeah. a few things and strategies in the last few weeks to really tighten it up, and then how much of an impact does that have on his programming? Like we yeah. never know until it's too late. Yeah, yeah. So now we've got to make that decision. But yeah, I mean, for him, he's not going to gain any physical advantage by being one twenty and fat. But if we can put five kilos on him, just bring him in really healthy. Yeah, um, so that it's not ten percent still. Yeah. It's not fat. It's not. Nah. It's not super lean. Um, yeah. in the middle. Because most of, most of the one twenty fives aren't that lean. Yeah. Right? So most of the one twenty fives probably have less lean mass than him. Yeah. 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 So really, for him, it's yeah. building the weight up so he has a little bit more like sort of structural integrity around his joints to ha- handle heavier load. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah. Make my bum bigger. It's true, that's the goal. We just want to give him a ghetto, ghetto booty so he can't lift it. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, it's just fat now, so <laughs> like squeeze it doesn't move. He's a problem solved. Yeah. And that everyone's saying you're good at powerlifting. Yes, it's <laughs> good at <laughs> So coming at it from a more training aspect, um, would you say the common misconception is doing the big lifts too much. Yeah. So what Dean said, it's a quote from that's specificity comes at a cost. 
uh, and that cost is movement variability, as in like the more locked into those patterns you get. Because if you think about it, squat, bench, deadlift, they do, we do a lot of the same movements mm-hmm. in that. We're usually extended, scat, back and down, you know, really pushing our knees apart and all of them. They're all very, they're all driving the same similar patterns to a degree. Yeah. So in off season, we need to basically do anti powerlifting. We need yeah. to get our body back to quote unquote like neutral. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. train that stuff that we don't usually train. So then when we come back into comp and we drive that specificity again. We're not just like just hammering that same shit again, and we're not rolling into the same problems. Yeah. And I would say that's why most people get injured. So first thing I do when I'm, somebody comes on with an off season program, I'm like, show me. A lot of the time, it'll just look like their peaking block but they just, instead of doing five sets of three, but now they're doing three sets of 10. Yeah. Whatever. Like it's just literally the same program. They're just doing squats, RDLs, pause squats, whatever. And then we're just, we're just chucking the reps up because of hypertrophy, you know? (laughs) And, (laughs) but yeah, you need to look at your weaknesses, look at where you need it, look at the stuff that you suck at. Do you have hip extension? Do you have, maybe you don't have any hip internal rotation anything like that like how can we fix that how can we go about that how can we strengthen those muscles that give you access to those ranges and also control over those ranges Uh, and also I think having fun is a big part of off season like because God it's hard doing like a super specific program for three months like my programming leading into it was basically like a squat day would be heavy squats back off squats poor squats like an RDL. Yeah. That would be it. Or maybe just maps. Or whatever. And go home. Like there wasn't anything that was not specific that yeah. would carry over to the three lifts at all. Like anything I could, I could that wouldn't carry over, I'm dropping because it's fatigue. It's yeah. just like yeah. it's useless yeah. volume yeah, at that point. Yeah. God, so it just gets draining and you're just doing the same thing over and over mentally kind of you just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So I think it's really important we come out we do some fun stuff but it's also a great opportunity to get all those qualities back. Yeah, yeah. If we look at the different different fitness qualities as well, we're getting away from like that slow strength and we can go and do some rotational stuff or explosive work or just get fitter. Like so many different uh, qualities that we can work on to make you a better athlete rather than just a powerlifter. Yeah. And I think it's really important. But Even looking at it, you mentioned like even later in your prep, you're starting to kick stuff out because it's fatigue. <laughs> When you're trying to accrue volume, and that shouldn't be until the last like maybe eight weeks, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're trying to accrue volume, that from what I've seen is like you actually want to invert that as like, well, instead of low bar in your max, let's go to a high bar or a safety squat bar and just take some fatigue out of your primary movements and then practice the skill later. Like, let's get stronger, bigger, whatever your goals are. Yeah, in off season. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I won't touch low bar for months now. Hey. Yeah. Like, it just, I'm, we could talk about that exercise itself and how much stress it is on the body, but yeah, um, but yeah like, I just don't want to do it. I've been doing it so long, and I'm going to go do safety bars, and my shoulders get a break, and I start, I maybe that works on, uh, like, it's easier to brace in that position, so it'll help me work on that. Uh, maybe I do high bar so I can get my knees more forward and, and work my quads yeah. in a better, because, like, if you think about it, the three power lifts, my goal on bench press is like cut the range as low as I can. Same on a squat. I'm trying to just get no and get what just, <laughs> just doesn't work. Uh, and then <laughs> I shot myself in the foot. Uh, 
yeah, in the deadlift, I'm trying to get in the most leveraged position to lift it the least distance. Like, yeah. I'm really trying to shorten my lockout and stuff. Like, there's no eccentric. So, they're probably not great hypertrophy movements anyway. Yeah. Really for growth. Like, yeah. like, if I'm having a bodybuilder, I'd probably not do those things. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So, yeah, we can, uh, we can choose movements maybe that uh, are better for hypertrophy, but still work on weaknesses. Yeah. Tick a couple of different boxes. Mm. Yeah, do some fun stuff. Like, yeah. I think there's so many boxes here we can tick that yeah. aren't yeah. like powerlifting. We're still humans. We're still athletes. Like, not just powerlifters. So. Yeah, I think using yeah. the term athletes is probably a good thing to, because it reminds you that there's other things that aid performance, like rotation, mm. acceleration, deceleration, jumping. Like, if you the big ones that we miss, like, flexion in general through our body, where it's really extended in all three lifts. Uh, yeah, rotation. Uh, in general, like, yeah, uh, and at the hip, everything, all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a couple more, but it's, it's they're the big they're ones. They're the ones that apply. Flexion is really uh, one yeah. that yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think even, like, what people will take out of just that small segment of Will going through his thought process of all the things you have to consider, right, mm. is taking all of those pieces of the puzzle and determining which pieces you need the most of. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because like, I'm just ticking boxes, like, how can I jump mm. so many qualities into this? Yeah, yeah but then also me. taking a step back out of the fact that you're a powerlifter and, and consider, like, why as an athlete did you not progress this year? Yeah. Like, yeah. we know, like, if you want to change or get better at something, the first thing you need to do is, is exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Expose the individual or the person to the given stress. That stress in that last eight weeks is the specificity yeah. of the movement you're trying to maximise your performance in. The first thing that makes you stronger is neural adaptation. And that happens very quickly, and then the skill acquisition just gets better and better and better and better and better. But the limiting factor at the end of the skill acquisition phase yeah. is how much muscle do you have? Yeah. Is one of the big ones. Yeah. And how well do you generally move? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then I can say, okay, so now you've gone straight into the off season. What was your limiting factors? Yeah. And why are you going back into movement specificity when you can control that in the last phase yeah. to upregulate or yeah. upperform what you've now built from the lean tissue phase? Yeah. And it's also fun for a change to get the fuck out from underneath such heavy shit. Yeah. Like that's that's not just physically demanding, that's mentally demanding. Yeah. I don't do it because I don't need to. Loading up yeah, like, right? like That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't because I don't need to. I can grow muscle without it. But if I needed to, and I said, and like even uh, to integrate this kind of into my world and then his world, I've had bodybuilders that want to do powerlifting comps, mm-hmm. but their primary focus is still bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's um, really quite simple in mind they're never going to be an optimal powerlifter if they still want to be a bodybuilder but we can take a bodybuilding mentality Mm. build volume yeah generally then control most of the way we can control the specificity in the back end and most of my bodybuilders then will take you know sbd and in the last eight weeks of their standard program instead of them trying to auto regulate their performance themselves and generate more volume and all the rest of it we essentially play the percentage game slowly expose them to the stimulus they're trying to get better at e.g more heavy weight change their movement pattern, they might go to a low bar for the last bit, even though they're generally high barring because it's easier on their biceps and all the rest of it. And then they get better and they, they end up getting really good specificity at the end where their performance mm-hmm. goes up because of the skill acquisition. Yeah. For sure. But for some reason we still have powerlifters leaving competition phase, going straight back into off season phase, which like we all said just looks Take like just looks like the peak phase with more yeah. rest. Is yeah. it not un- is it not understanding like the concepts of hypertrophy for powerlifting or is it just like a is it like not accepting that it's 
kind of bodybuilding, but it's not because it's for powerlifting. Like mm. it's just like the hype, the hypertrophy stuff that they have just seems very, like in most instances, just arbitrary. I think like, there's a couple of reasons. Yeah, like I think I'd like to know what you think. Uh, number one is that people, uh, people at a novice-ish level, like to get the program of. Andre Milanichev and say, yep, I'm going to yeah. do his program because he's the best. And obviously, his is super specific because he's at such a level that bicep curls aren't carrying over to his any lifts anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know? But maybe they'll help you. Yeah. You know, like, he's, 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 he's going to do stuff that nearly everything has to carry over his lifts to make any gains because yeah. he's so yeah. damn strong. Yeah. So I think, I think that's number one. Number two, and this is probably controversial, but I don't care, is that, <laughs> bit of that man. is that, and this is the same in bodybuilding as well, I'm mm. sure Dean will agree, is that, a lot of coaches in our industry are just good lifters and then people go to them just because, oh, you're a good lifter, so you can teach me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but they have no idea. They're just like, well, I did this program, I got strong. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we literally said the same thing. Like, you see someone lean, like, they have no idea how they got there. No. Yeah. And then it works for 50% of their clients, but 50, the other 50% get shit and they yeah, get injured. And they, and they don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just keep the, I'll play the numbers game and just post about the ones that got results. Yeah. But, yeah. We were talking about this this morning with Zach. It's like, show me your worst client. Yeah. Like, show me your best client. Show me your worst, like your top three and your bottom Sometimes three. Sometimes people aren't compliant. Yeah, there's obviously a compliance <laughs> factor. Show me your best progressional client. Well, it's like the one that's, yeah. Show me an average. I don't know if you say worst client, but the one that's like not genetically gifted. Like, yeah. The one that like has had to work for every 1%. Oh. Yeah. It's like I like to see the I want to see consistent yeah, yeah, results yeah, over yeah. three, four, five. The gifted years. person that could train with the five of us in this room and like no matter what method or whatever we do, oh, they're yeah. probably gonna get results. It's like, yeah, that's good for the grand, but mm-hmm. as coaches we're like, well, yeah. It's so yeah. easy to just not post about the bad ones though. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, it is. It is, and that's the yeah. hard part, right? So hard. Even, even, uh, it's like, even your like your first comment was like, Well, it's compliance. It's, but it's even there's an element of compliance in the coaching of getting by and building relationships, building trust that you want to be able to have a coach that does that as well, like across the board. So it's like, yeah, like maybe you said, like, show me, that, trip, yeah. show me the average of your clients across the board yeah. and how are their results and does it drop off after your three high performers that were going to be high performers no matter who they worked with. Yeah, yeah I, like, I really yeah. like to see coaches that take people from like a, like yeah, an intermediate average. phase and like make them really good. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody, it like, there's just going to be freaks where like, yeah. I could be like, mm, do squats, and then yeah. I'm just going to get into it. Yeah. Well, I think like, it's similar to like even the scope of uh, a really high quality programmer is understanding the complexity to make it more simple. And what that looks like in application is like me, I start with a estimation of calories and macros. Mm. I then get informa- information. Yeah. How I use the information as feedback then determines what I do with that individual. Yeah. Yeah. The programming is the same. You can set a baseline understanding what it is, yeah, but then taking that and then tweaking each bit to work a movement pattern, mm-hmm. find a weakness, determine if they're rotationally got an issue versus a flexion issue versus all of the above. It's the manipulation thereafter, the initial block that's really good. Yeah. To go back to, I think, why people don't uh, also program appropriately, from my outside, when I talk to some of my powerlifters and performance athletes, and I'm like, cool, can you ask your coach like where you're going with your weight training? So yeah. I can help facilitate that appropriately with, yeah, food. with the food. Yeah. There's a huge fear of momentary regression for the long-term progression. Mm-hmm. They just go, oh, I can't, what do you mean? I can't stop squatting threes and twos. That means I'm getting weaker. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, but what, what do you need to do to make it stronger? Like, you can't just keep beating the same dead horse. Yeah. Oh, and also I'm broken. So why are you still doing the broken exercise? Yeah. And, but then they've got coaches that are just like, but bro, this is how we get people strong. Like, yeah. That's, that shit run. So <laughs> I think there's a huge fear of, just like in bodybuilding, there's a potential depletion phase to then result in a super compensation yeah. phase for a look yeah. or an endurance athlete. Endurance athletes know, I'm going to go through this phase so that I can feel fucking awesome here. Yeah. But there's going to be a moment where I don't feel great, but I know for the greater good, this is a good decision. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lack that foresight ability to go planning regression to gain progression. Yeah. I think it carries across to all sports too. Like, um, I know Jace, you've worked with like footballers and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I had a guy last year who was like, my legs are sore. I'm like, yeah, you've never weight trained before. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be sore. He's like, oh, but they're sore at training. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but the season doesn't start for 12 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you'll be yeah, bigger, yeah. stronger, more stable. Once we get there, you won't be this sore next week or the week after the week after. It's like, yeah, but I need to go to training and perform. It's like, no. Yeah. Yeah, this this is pre-season. You yeah. need to build yeah, to be good day one. You everyone at your contrail. Like, yeah. Like season three. Oh, yeah, you, you want to be peeled on day one versus yeah. not. Like, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's the same in powerlifting. It's like, well, I should be able to express strength at any time. And it's like, well, what's the accumulated fatigue? What's the volume like? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you actually did a three? Or a, or a single like yeah. you're not going to be able to express strength oh man like I'll be lucky to like if I let up 300 in my off season I'm like scared of that whereas yeah. like I think I did an over 300 kilo deadlift every single week for the last like 12 weeks yeah yeah. and it's different <laughs> if I could be yeah. a strong guy now for the whole year I'd be incredible but it's just not <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. but there'd also be there'd also be a, a backward step to that too so like in the phase where we're generally trying to build Will's weight up and lean mass up, mm. I'm also harping on, hey dude, like, what, what are your cardio parameters this week? Mm. And he'll be like, oh, I'm gonna go do some swimming, so it's non-weight bearing, because I need to be able to get my lung capacity up, but I can't handle too much work. Yeah. And it's like, cool, and we want you to get in 10,000 steps this time, because we know that that's gonna mm. make you healthier as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. Again, not dying, kind of a good thing. Um, <laughs> so, but then as prep became more specific, my, my control of those becomes regressed. So, hey, dude, now I just want you to get out and go for a morning walk because it's a good way for you to start the day. Don't worry about counting the steps. Just try and be generally active. Yeah. Minimize that fatigue for a yeah. point in time so that you can maximize his performance. It's yeah. so undervalued, yeah. um, like, that all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Do my clients hate that. Yeah, the, the concept of, like, uh, asking them, like, to, you know, do steps, take their blood pressure, potentially mm. do some cardio or whatever, mm. they're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I have so many clients that do that. Like, they... they Come from so the coach resistant. where in their off season it's the same what I was saying it's just like oh maybe squat tens and they're like oh squat tens are the worst but with me it's like I'll, make, I'll be like okay like we're doing cardio like we're yeah, doing yeah. yeah it won't be like go for a run but it'll be power to cardio yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they're all just like what mm, yeah. like, yeah, understanding even in peak week like I had my, some of my girls and stuff that recover really well and we, I found that out during the prep in the peak week, they were still hitting pretty heavy weights up until like maybe Wednesday, mm. and they're like, "Well, we're training, we're training peak so weeks." Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like you recover plenty of time. Like you can recover in three days, easy. Yeah, and they're just like, it's foreign because it's against the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah being yeah. used to locked in that old school method. Yeah, has mm. to be the way. Yeah. So, so are there any other, any other clear things you see from a 
programming standpoint that are hindering people from recovery specifically? Not that I can be like, this is like 100% a thing because yeah. it's just different. But like, uh, some people are like overly rigid with their programming. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to take a deload every six weeks. Yeah. Every week for six weeks. And then, but I'll have clients who get to like six weeks and they're like, I feel fine. Like, okay, well, let's yeah. get going until you feel fatigued and then we'll take a deload. Yeah. Or like, for me, I was taking deloads for every like four weeks of my prep. Yeah. Or four or five. Because it was hammering me, different parts, and then some of the cycles would be longer, some would be shorter. Yeah. So we would just kind of like be flexible with things, and then yeah. just Dean would be like, "How do you feel?" And I'm like, "I feel like shit." And like, "Okay, we'll work it out." Yeah. You know, we'll up food. Just being maybe just being flexible, uh, yeah, with your uh, data, I guess, like taking yeah. your data, going like and, and seeing it and seeing what's happening and adjusting. That's yeah. why I do weekly coaching only. I'd, I'll do monthly coaching off season, but if somebody's in prep, they're getting weekly. Yeah, yeah. It's just how yeah, it's I'm just, I, we're even the same. Like I, I really struggle even with high quality athletes to do a monthly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mainly because there's just there's a there's an extended period of time where the recall of information then is spent so long trying to figure out the whys. Mm-hmm. Whereas as it happens each week, like even I think we were just recently in this peak, like we'll probably sat on average around 112 to 113 for the back four or six weeks of, of this, this prep. And we hit a point where food was crazy high. We started to taper it down momentarily just to shift a little bit of the typical fluffy weight. And then he gets to this point where he's overreaching into his singles to sort of test out where his top end sets are. And I'm like looking at his weight going, oh, I want him about here. He's a little bit high, but I also understand that I still have two weeks. Yeah. And right now, what's the primary goal? Like, my fear isn't weight. My fear is performance and recovery. Yeah. So then I was like, hey, guess what, dude? You're going to get four days high now. Yeah. Like, when nor- and that was two, that was, I think it was like 10 days out when we went four days high or something like that. It was sort of like, oh, I think we need to actually throw some high. And even the day before, because we're measuring data, we now have the opportunity to actually take him from his low, which isn't low for some people, but it's relatively low for him. It was like, cool, dude, you can actually keep driving carbohydrates in tonight. Just keep driving them in and managing weight. Yeah. Um, the same with Jess, my girl, she actually, I expected her to do, and this is the auto-regulation part you're talking about before with nutrition, I expected her to need to do three to four lower carbohydrate, lower residue diets coming into the day, but by the time we hit peak week where she started to minimize stress, yeah. we actually ended up doing three high days and one low day. Yeah, she did yeah. two high days coming into comp, so like as a girl who was on the limit for 60 kilos, she punched in 250 grams of carbs three days in a row. That's yeah. awesome. Like, but... You can't do that if you don't have data. Yeah. We also knew like little things like how much weight I dropped overnight. Yeah. Like average. Yeah. How, how much my food weighed. Yeah. Like as in the amount of daily food. Total like, food weight. Total. Yeah. So that when we cut it back, we're like, oh, that's a kilo less, so you should drop a kilo-ish. Yeah. How many hours? Yeah. Or how many hours would it take for him to lose a kilo when he wakes up? Yeah. You yeah. know? So then it was like, cool. Yeah. You wake up at 112, three hours later, you're 111. Yeah. yeah. What time did you finish dinner last night? Seven o'clock, okay. Finish it at five o'clock. Yeah. Now you yeah. wake up at the weight you were in three hours. Yeah. Like it's there's this this shit's reactive rather than just having a rigid plan. Yeah. yeah. This shit's not hard if you actually understand the variable you're trying to control. Yeah. Um, and I think people really miss out on those little sort of tweaks and plays. You can't do those unless you have time in the game of doing repetitive nutrition over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It doesn't work if you do that. Um, and 
people really, really, really lack the context of their own individual nutrition as to why they may want to control those things. Mm-hmm. They just see, ah, oh, nutrition's physique. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds like, really hard. Yeah. Like, it sounds like I'm sitting there, like, writing down my daily, like, every step <laughs> I take, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, we're just tracking simple stuff. So what are, the, what are the KPIs you guys use, maybe the objective ones and subjective ones on a daily to weekly basis? He'll use different objective data for the programming yeah. aspect, yeah. And obviously. Yeah. But for me, from a nutrition uh, perspective, the objective data is total calories, protein, carbs, fats, how many days per week of each of those, five up. Um, they're the, the generic ones for week to week. Um, I also want to know general activity just to sort of see that he's healthy maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not so much for regulating meat or being worried about adaptive thermogenesis. He's, he's fully fed. Um, yeah. I think I was depleted a few times. Yeah. <laughs> he was depleted on I was getting flat. Grabs of carbs. Getting flat. That's my, and then I like a fee for Will and I. There's actually a lot of feedback, more so on the subjective. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel? How are you recovering? How's your mood? What's your digestion and like? Do you shit twice a day versus three days a week? Yeah, he does it for pro. Yeah, they yeah. can't marry up. So um, stress. And then that's yeah, it. Is like, yeah, yeah when's your expected deload? And it's like, can I hang on to him here? Yep, I can. Cool. Now nah, then we'll push it in there. And it's just having open conversations back and forth on those. And you can um, tell when somebody's like doing a hard just by talking to them. Oh yeah, yeah. I can tell. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> How's training? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pick up on things. Once you've done enough time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. yeah. But you don't have to, like, measure this, like, super mm-hmm. detailed. Yeah, with the, with the programming, I'm measuring more, like, fatigue, but it's stress. So, yeah, really yeah. similar questions. Mm-hmm. How's your mood today? How's your energy today? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about training today? Mm-hmm. Uh, how sore are you? Like, how's, how are your legs feeling after this? Like, yeah. Just yeah. things like that. So you can tell, like, how fast somebody's recovering. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, and then the program is going to change around that. Like if somebody's still sore from their squat workout by the time they get to their deadlift workout, I probably know that we're maybe pushing a little bit too hard mm-hmm. or that they're not recovering from the outside factors yeah. and they're not getting something like that. And so we'll investigate. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah there's many things we'll put there. for two days and sit down. Yeah. Also like <laughs> technique as well. Yeah. Maybe someone's breaking down the technique and I know that they're not a bad lifter and we're not pushing hard at the moment. It's like, so uh, fatigue's gonna so there's, there's some fatigue going on there. Like yeah. you don't you don't usually squat like shit, like what's happening? Yeah. And then they'll find out that they're something stressful in their life maybe, or they're not eating or they're not sleeping for some reason, or there's just so many yeah. inputs. But yeah. yeah, and then even like other things like so then coming into the, the tightening up phase of his prep, it's like yeah, morning weight versus nighttime weight, mm-hmm. total weight of food, uh, regulating sodium intake so that it's high regulating water so that it's high. Um, then even little things like in then pushing into like an off season, it's like, hey dude, I'm gonna have to give you more food soon. What food do you think you can tolerate versus can you not? Like, can I push more food here? Do you want more fruit? Or can we push like, I think like, I'm not happy with you drinking a liter of juice, I'd rather you eat this. Yeah. So then try and find ways to maximize his intake while minimizing the stress and boredom of eating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And people even that, like the, the palate fatigue on someone like Will to get the quantity of food in is really quite hard to manage, especially if we do it the way that I like it, being lower fat, higher carb. Yeah. Because that shit can get real mundane real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, and but like, like I'm not a person that cares too much. Yeah, he's a pretty, for lack of a better term, simple eater. In that, it's like, yeah, cool. Man, that's eat, all I need. I'll eat potato, chicken, potato, yeah, every day for yeah. one hour. But I mean, even that is a comment. Like, there's people that are going to go, oh, you should be eating potato and sweet potato and pumpkin and all these vegetables, and it's true, they're all fantastic. But then, yeah, how do I also put calories. 1,100 grams of carbs into that guy with yeah. potato without yeah. making him shit himself? Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm curious oh, about man. that as to how in depth you would go to like a micronutrient profile for someone that's eating that much food in particular. Yeah, I'll, I'll just steal Mike Israel's term from training and put it into nutrition. I do minimum effective requirements for yeah. micros. Yeah. And then it's can you get more? If you can, yes, good. Yeah. We'll add some more. But you don't get bonus points for, for eating more vitamins. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't. Trust so me, it's not super healthy at 7,000 calories. No. No. You're, um, you got it, but it's, it's not healthy being 115 kilos yeah, either. Like, right. Naturally, he's not meant to walk around yeah. at that weight. So there's yeah. certain things <laughs> just, that's in play. But I... Uh, so I'm healthy to do one around. Yeah. yeah. But it, you can still play the game with someone like Will too. And like, all right, so maybe we don't give him fresh fruit all the time. Yeah. Maybe we give him dried fruit. Yeah. Easier on his gut, still gets in a bunch of fruit, a bunch of different colours. Yeah. Maybe we start the day with juice, but maybe we dump in some berries and we dump in some spinach and we dump in some other micronutrients so that he can just get that done. We need shakes um, for a while. Shakes yeah. for a while. Blends. I really like, he. we haven't jumped on this one too, but I've done this with other people. I like baked and blended vegetables for sauce. Yeah. So yeah, we did that for a little bit. We did it for a bit. Yeah, instead of doing typical barbecue sauce, it's like use passata and baking capsicum and eggplant all these like epic foods blended in with the passata you've just made a homemade pasta sauce yeah and you now have the opportunity to just use like 150 grams is like 300 grams of vegetables yeah fuck yeah just two meals for him don't do it with a cheap neutral bullet oh yeah because it'll break it yeah no proper food processor for that process like, <laughs> I love my nutrient you should have said um, went down well with my Nutribullet yeah I was just said I love my Nutribullet send me another one the flip on that too next right? episode of Nutribullet t-shirts the flip is exactly the same you've got someone that's close to weight on a low volume of food like okay now how do we maximise that and guess what don't bake your vegetables this is yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. steam the motherfuckers like yeah. cool and then people are like what do you mean I'm like well it loses 5% weight versus 30 to 40% weight now you get a larger volume one thing I will say quickly though is that you can't beat hunger with volume can't what yeah. you can't beat hunger with volume nah I've still tested are. that so many times with individuals it gets to the point where the further, the more you try and beat hunger with nutritional strategies, whether it be volume or fake foods or uh, sugar-free drinks, whatever else, I actually just find they get worse and worse and worse because it means that psychologically you haven't understood that this is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's, that's a relationship thing. You like five percent body fat, you probably should be hungry. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. Um, Trust me, I was hungry. Yeah, I was going to ask, so how did you yeah, feel yeah, the last five yeah. weeks? Being that week. Uh, it wasn't really the last five weeks, but I mean, low residue, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. But, because you, know, like, you go from, I don't know how much fiber I was before that, but it was probably yeah. 30, 40, down to 20. On average, Will was like up around two kilos of food, like yeah. for the day, and that's like trying to I keep was vegetables like controlled. Because we cut it down to one and a half. I got, I got his food down to just on a kilo. Yeah, so how creative does that, does that have to be? Uh, it's great for him. He loves peckish. Yeah. Yeah. And peckish is a fucking awesome low residue food. Yeah. Eighty percent carbs for hundred grams of product. 
Nine percent fat, two or three grams of protein. There's literally maybe three percent of that food. Yeah, three percent of that food. I'm all about that package. I've been trying for years. Three percent of that food is grand famous. Oh, I got eight thousand followers. So yeah, what else have to do? You got to get to the K and swipe up. Yeah, my client Sean can get free Chobani. How the hell can you not get package? But but yeah, there's three three percent of food unaccounted for in that of weight, right? Yeah, like. Utilizing whey within your water allocations, because mm-hmm. whey is eighty percent to ninety percent protein. So instead yeah. of using a thirty percent meat, maybe we have a little bit of whey. Yeah, you know, choosing red chocolate. Chocolate is a great one. We talked about even like using the mousse instead of mm-hmm. um, going to a full like whey. Yeah, shake just to kind of control. Well, you could go yeah. super low if you wanted, but yeah. we're talking like. And the other thing too is like a fair bit. Yeah, understand again, like right to a right job. What's the context of the question? We're trying to get him to weight. Still be healthy in peak week. How much muscle breakdown is he is he going through? Minimal. So does he need to still eat three hundred grams of protein? No. Let's take fifty of that out and give it to carbs. Yeah. Because fifty of protein in food weight is likely the same as fifty grams of carbohydrates in food weight plus the allocation of water to now store yeah. blood. Yeah. So we're giving him more fuel. He's muscularly more full. He feels fucking awesome. He eats delicious food. Still recovers fine, but his scale weight goes down. Yeah. yeah. And then what's the other benefit of high carbohydrate in a peak week? reduce stress yeah now he's actually shifting water as well yeah like it's everyone everyone's trying to pull carbohydrates out we're putting them in yeah even like with jess i was like hey i'm going to give you another high day she was bummed because she wanted to have uh avocado and steak she hadn't had it in so long yeah and i gave it to her one night she was like that was fucking awesome because it's something different <laughs> yeah i was like ah, i'm going to give you more carbs and she's like oh really i'm like yeah you'll be lighter tomorrow God, she's like what and i'm like bang <laughs> kilo gone on a 60 yeah. kilo female yeah um like yeah again Understanding the complexity of why these things may occur allows us to feel like this is very simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it sounds complex when we talk about it. Yeah, it really, it's like it's chocolate. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, like it. It's funny. It's funny the other night. Like I always love when I'm like in the presence of a client because I, I mainly work online, right? Like Will and I have been mates before this, so it's a bit different. And like I don't try and befriend my clients and make them my besties because yeah. there's a relationship there. You need to be able to say, "Hey, dude, like pull your fucking finger out." Yeah. Um, and I can have that with Will if I need to, anyway. Uh, but I always find the moments when you meet clients or you're with clients, and then it comes to the time when you order food or you sit down yeah. for a meal. And yeah, I yeah. always just sit with special the day before course. absolute intrigue. Like, yeah. what will they do? Yeah. And some of them clearly don't give a fuck they just eat whatever and I'm like cool like you're clearly not being compliant if you can do this in front of me yeah. and the other night he was like you know we, we go to the uh, pro raw he checks the official weigh in he knows what his weight is he goes home he checks that we know there's a difference of 600 grams to the positive so we're like cool 111.5 on your scale is really 110.9 on their scale so long as you go to bed at 111 you'll wake up at 109 and a half we're good to go so he would just go back like hey dude I'm still 110 cool eat more food and it was like, what should I eat? I'm like, maximize carbohydrates and fats. Yeah. It's pretty much protein. like, do you want me to drink water or do you want me to eat? And drink water, yeah. Do you want yeah. me to drink water or do you want me to eat? I'm like, stay hydrated as long as you're pissing re- relatively clear. You know, yeah. go backwards, we're good. Have some chocolate. Cool. And then Mickey was like, hey, Will, do you want some chicken? And I was like, this is just working. Well, you want some chicken? And I'm like, and Will's like, uh, nah, I'll have chocolate. <laughs> and I was like, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need protein. Yeah, you and there's that one day you're like, you're like, yeah. ooh, you're like, oh yeah, I would actually like a piece of chicken. But I just always find it interesting as the person that's like that's telling the person what to eat, like whether or not they actually follow or not. Um, so yeah, it was just literally we just seesawed 
our way in until we, we found the happy medium. Mm. And the result was this year, weighed in the day before, was yep. already weight. Yeah. Made weight easily, I was 191 at yep. comp, didn't cut water at all. Nope. So actually stayed, like oh, I started water loading just in case, yep. and we just kept there. But when we said water loading, it was like, you normally would drink four litres. So like three weeks out, I'm like, drink four and a half, like four. And then two weeks out, like, hey, just drink five. Yeah. And then, hey, just drink six. Like, just keep it high so that if I want to do a 50% water reduction 24 hours out, knowing yeah. I can shift about two to three percent off you, yeah. I can. Yeah. And we just waited, 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 waited. Ah, fuck you, you're at weight already. Yeah, Last year, he had lean, less lean mass than what he did this year. Mm-hmm. But on the day before, we had to put him in uh, tracksuit pants and top while he handled all the... I was say, well, he handled his girls. That sounds real bad. For anyone that's not handling my on the Friday, maybe. When you look after your clients, it's called handling them. So he was doing that. So I was like, he was like, there was about three kilos there for us to get rid of for whatever reason. His weight didn't shift. I think we did a uh, like a closer to the weigh-in lower food residue diet. This so because of all this too, and this is the beauty of working together on a weekly basis for an extended period of time. Is this year I knew that even though we did three days theoretically, that should drop his weight X amount. It didn't. Yeah. So we started it seven days out. And I went, I'll go low residue early, get you in front early, then we can always feed you more getting closer. And it was like, cool, we're gonna hold water up high too. And we got to one oh we got to that Friday and like he's there in a singlet and shorts, it's chill, hundred and nine. And just because we had available data, we could then reuse the data to create a better result. Yeah. And this year it ends up with him at two and a half kilos of more muscle mass in twelve months as a powerlifter. Making weight the yeah, day with before. actually not much focus on yeah, not much focus on hydration. Compared to what we with this year. Yeah, making weight the day before, not having to do any kind of dehydration whatsoever. Not that he was dehydrated year last year either. It was just normal passive sweating. But there was just it was just, and I think had he not have squatted high, or lifted oh, his bum off. The oh, side, what off a man! What an idiot! Like, <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> it was like, man, that could have been some seriously impressive numbers because I even said to oh, like three fifty was way better what? than it ever has been. Yeah, so it was, like that's what's pissing like, off so much. Yeah. yeah, but I said, I said, I dude, three seventy. Dude, if that three fifty moves like that, yeah, yeah, you know, you pulled three eighty five or three eighty, what it was in the gym the other week. I'm like, fatigued. If, if that that's fatigue, and you just move that three fifty, I've never seen you move three fifty like that. Mm-hmm. This deadlift's gonna be fucking good. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, man, I know. And even the 205 bench was super smooth. Oh, God. Well, so the like, last one I did with my leg drive was pretty much feet up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, like the long and the short of it is like all of this data is accumulated to more knowledge. More knowledge has allowed us to make smarter decisions earlier, get us in front with more lean mass, potentially an incredible total. But still one. Yes, yeah, still one. Um, and <laughs> yeah. okay. just every that, year, man. my goal is to total exactly the same with less attempts. <laughs> so, Less so work, next same year, result. I'm only going for openers. I'm going to win still. Walk in, that's right. Walk in, mic drop, leave. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I just take my opener squat and they're like, do you want to walk? That's enough. I was making a joke, but I wonder, like, is there is there a rule on how low your soft suit has to be on your leg? Because if not, like, if you're a tanked up motherfucker, why not just like hoik them so you've got like a bit of a mankini going on? Draw, draw, just a, big, ass out. draw a big dot on your fucking hip bone, right? Yeah. And then squat that shit and go, now tell me I'm low. Yeah, I'm not low, yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah. I'm not sure if it'd be accepted. Because I don't think it'd go yeah. down well. <laughs> hey, squat, will you have? So um, just uh, going with the weight and stuff, um, have, have, you ever had to, have you ever weight cutted a ridiculous amount to compete? Yep. 
and like, <laughs> yeah, and first comps, like, I, I, it makes sense to me to be close to weight, like, if yeah. you can be. So having weight cutted and then being in a position where you guys have kind of gotten to weight the last couple of times, like, uh, tell me your experience of both and why you think one is maybe potentially better or situations for both maybe. Yeah, it's really hard because it's hard to compare them because the comps that I did cut weight was 24 hours. Yeah, okay. So like I had 24 hours to refeed. So the weighing was the day before. Yeah, pro raw is, that's what makes it so hard for so many people. Like you see these 110s come over from overseas or any class. They come in from overseas and they're like, and everyone's like, holy shit, this guy's numbers are amazing. And they get here and they have to do a two hour weigh-in and like the judging is real strict and stuff. And then, then they just, they're not the same at all. Yeah. It does make a big difference. That yeah. two hour versus 24 hour weigh-in. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So if the, if the weigh-in was 24, would you consider oh, like cut. driving weight and cutting down? Yeah. It doesn't affect your performance at all or anything uh, like that? To a certain degree. I mean, yeah. if I'm doing like a fighter style, drop 15 kilos to make weight. Yeah. I would argue there are some detrimental effects at cutting anyway, but it's just like, if you keep it reasonable, yeah. I think the general, is 5%, 5%. Yeah. the general is 5% cut weight, 24 hour weight, and you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. If you're cutting 10%, you can do it, definitely, but yeah. you're probably you start not You're starting to increase the impacts of even just like messing around with your all drive and even potentially messing around with, if you're that dehydrated, not a sufficient amount of sodium around, like your sodium pump for carbohydrates is going to be diminished. You're not going to be able to reload properly. And we've got to be stressed. Like, yeah, that's stressful. Like sitting in a sauna. I don't know why people do it for fun. Well, I mean, (laughs) the other thing too, like you can still do 5%, you can still do 5% in a 24 hour weigh-in and not do it like a dickhead. Yeah, like yeah. the yeah, understanding of what the difference between a passive sweat versus a, a, a forced sweat, uh, an active sweat, I should say, like there's variations in between like where you can drive fluid from, mm-hmm. you know, passive is natural, think of it, yeah. and then active is forced, like yeah, yeah, saunas and all the rest yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. and actives generally show a greater dehydration from internal to external versus uh, a passive is more like subcutaneous external yeah. to in, so it doesn't much fucking matter if he's got no water under his skin. He'll look sick in a deadlift and he'll make weight and feel great. Yeah. Like, so it's maybe advantageous potentially to do it that way. So it's not strapping him up in a jumper. Like, just, just trying to get him just to yeah, let his just body just regulate thermo, yeah, yeah. thermoregulation in a natural sense. It's like for a jumper. Just put a full Adidas tracksuit on. Yeah. Wear a garbage bag. And then you've still got, you've still got obviously like the residue to play with within that a little bit too. You've got a few other things. So, um, you can still do a large cut in a smart way. Um, to, to give you an idea, but like some of the 110s from America, I've heard of people cutting down from like 125. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Like, yeah. They must get away with it once or twice. Yeah, and they're usually the world records. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. That's changing slowly. Yeah. Um, but the, all the kind of records, older records that were around like the 110s were not 110s. Yeah. Like, you rock up and you'd be like, this guy's a 110. Like, <laughs> he's he's yeah. massive. So they is that the ones with the twenty four hour wait? Yeah. So they're like one. They're not one ten. They're like five on the day. they're one twenty plus on the day. Because yeah. they just rebound like hold this water up. Yeah. But yeah, I've even when I cut, which was I've cut like six eight kilos before, um, to make a hundred. Yeah. And you get most of that back. Yeah. Yeah. The next day you're so much bigger than everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but it's amazing, but yeah. it's also like. Yeah. 
they're like you said, they are negatives. But you also we talked about this before too in regards to coaching choices that you have to have buy into the concept. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if I told Will, oh, this is the best way and he didn't have buy into that concept, it's likely going to impact him. So yeah. even, again, just from a very quick, acute personal experience with Jess on the weekend, she's used to very stressful cuts. Yeah. yeah. Right? This was so easy, she came in super chilled. Yeah. And it's our current uh, belief that because her peak week was so relaxed and she was so chill, she missed out on her normal uh, arousal mm. that she had, mm. which is like really, really like sturdy thought process, must work hard, must get this out, have to do this, really stressful week. I made it, now I go in and I do what I gotta do. This week was like, this was the best cut, this was easy, this was chill. And for whatever reason, just missed some arousal and, and missed some lifts. Yeah, so she kind of now needs to, not because she was like, relaxed or lazy it's just a different approach she had lots of buy-in on the idea but then for whatever reason just missed an arousal component to it so next time it'll be this is what you've done sweet now you need to generate more arousal in your peak week yeah to try and get you back to what you're used to so that yeah. you, even then so we're saying like super positive experience yeah. resulted in potentially a negative Excellent. outcome yeah not because physically she wasn't ready but because the arousal changed is there a way to coach that at all like is, is that just finding what works for yeah. you like you see some guys like as you know, being amped on the day yeah like just you know you see some people have the headphones in some yeah. people just walk around chatting some people just like you know ramming rock salts down through their nose like you know, yeah there's lift. a trigger um, <laughs> 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 smelling salts yeah well like so I, I want to go there because yeah. I don't I, like it's still a foreign concept to me yeah. but it's like I just look at it and go how often can you do that Yep. Until that I'm, I'm biased, but I, I think that I teach all my lifters to try and be as calm as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at most of the top guys, most of them are super calm lifters. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, when I say I'm biased, it's because I am the most chilled fucking lifter in the world. Mm. Um, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. But uh, usually I get under the squat bar that's 350 kilos and I'm still chalking the, the guy behind me mm. and just going, ha, oh, yeah, that's a good joker. Well, bunny squat the 350 kilos. But that's just how I am. That's just how I go. And as soon as I kind of and then soon like commit to it, like get yeah. in my little zone. Yeah. It only takes me two seconds and it's like, okay, my hand goes here, my hand goes here, and then I get under and I put it here and I've got a this cue and then after yeah. that I'll do this cue and then after that I'll do this cue. Like I, I think in a very internal, like methodical way, yeah. like I think through my cues and my like sensory, I think about, yeah, okay, I've got to feel my hamstring and stuff like that. Like, yeah. that's just how I am. Yeah. Does that very across have you maybe not so much with yourself because you're like yeah i don't know buddha um <laughs> but like how's the thing buddha yeah <laughs> across the lifts so i notice like um oh squatting, yeah, for, for deadlifts yeah like squatting yeah. for me isn't a natural movement obviously bench press is quite technical yeah so it's like those days in the gym i'm trying to stay calm mm-hmm. and then i will um i won't pull well if i'm calm but if I like that's the day when it's like the medal's on turn it up turn the aggression up yeah rack on the like reef on the bar I think like, definitely to a degree yeah. but uh, it still teach you to be calm yeah. for most of the year when you're lifting yeah if you're doing yeah. if you're doing nine attempts and you ram, yeah ramming shit up your nose yeah. to get excited well, like for the yeah how, for your open how, it's concerned honestly Epsom salts not Epsom salts wrong one the smelling salts are fucking stupid I'll say it as a non-power lifter looking at it objectively from a position of like, again, what the fuck are you actually I trying to achieve with that, right? Yeah. And even the slap on the back is, for me, a bit of a moronic thing because those style of arousals, yeah. uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the arousal. Yeah, yeah, so you still got to up. So you watch these guys, they're like, stand off to the side, they're like, <laughs> and they, they sniff it, they fucking shake, they look like they're coked off their eyeballs, someone slaps the fuck out of them, they get amped up, then they walk to the bar and they go, yeah, yeah. Like, it just seems like fucking smart, dude. Just like, yeah. yeah, you'll miss that. Like you'll still get some of it, but the peak is gone. Yeah, because by the time you get under the bar or go to set your feet up, like yeah. they've they've yeah. even actually for, so just to be nerdy, like, drop they've off, done just like a visual. There's a drop, but to be nerdy, they've done uh, some comparative research before where they basically will have the the smell pre lift test my yeah. measure, no smell, smell at the bar, pick the bar up and go. They still don't get benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Like in regards to like in regards to like sitting within the bell curve, there's got to be some guys and girls that definitely do. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's probably because they just have more buying on the concept. I was about to say, is it placebo? But then, but then, then like, is it? yeah, just a, like maybe smelling ammonia all the time is probably not, not going to be a good idea long term. I say, I was like, like, how many brain cells is that fucking killing? Like, you know. But even like, and though, like, just I reckon if we sat there with the tally the weekend and went you know rated people as like you know, ant and calm and said and how many like had like quote unquote like good technique yeah <laughs> usually the amped up people are trying to compensate for like they don't know how to lift it so they're like I'm just going to be so angry and just trying to pull yeah. this thing off the ground I, I agree what do you think about when you're dead? I just think about just fucking pulling it up and standing up like okay cool we should maybe think about like how to do it and stuff yeah. like yeah. I don't know, that's what I find. There's yeah. probably going to be heaps of angry amounts of people. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I feel like the arousal, one, it's individualised, so it's important for us to recognise everybody has their own type of arousal, and that's cool too. Um, but I think unless the arousal is controlled with a, a methodical thought process behind, again, what you're trying to achieve and what your key cues are for that exercise, yeah. all the rest of it is just fucking like trying to make things look special. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, it's almost like ex, uh, extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation. I see yeah. it as like to draw a parallel. Mm. Like we know that extrinsic motivation is fantastic for getting you started, terrible for retaining you for yeah, long yeah. periods of time. Mm. Intrinsically, you need to be motivated if you want to generate a change in your life for whatever that may be. I feel like that sort of that salt in the nose, slap on the back, very extrinsic, great for maybe a lift. Yeah, yeah. But if you still don't have the intrinsic dialogue to get yourself into a physical state of readiness, yeah. and you are likely not going to achieve that with an external device. Yeah. Uh, Will made comment to me while walking the other day home, and it was just like so simple yet so smart, and that was, everybody always says to me, I don't get, why don't you get amped up? You'll probably lift heavier. My answer is, I want the opportunity to use that as an additional source to create more strength when I need it the most. Yeah, yeah I like so the, take I like... the Take the arousal for what it is, acute benefits now. Yeah. And on the weekend, if anybody's ever watched Will Lift, first time I've seen him act like that before. Yeah. But pulled a fucking huge PB and wins yeah. the competition. Yeah, so stakes were high. Really smart utilization of an arousal yeah. technique well, the rest for a short period of time. Kind of brought me down below where I would usually be. Yeah. On yeah. that arousal level. Yeah. Like most of the time, I get through my squats, like cool, yep. And then kind of build momentum, like get through the bench, yep, cool. By the time I get deadlifts, I'm already like in a positive, like, yeah, I'm going to fucking. Can't wait, like it's gonna be sick and put big PBs. But after the weekend, well, after squat and then deadlift going dismally, it was just like, oh jeez, like, I don't know, I don't even want one deadlift. And then, <laughs> so I walked outside, to where it was quiet, sat down, just did my little breathing drills, just calm down, focus, and try to be like, okay, like it's okay, like. 
that was shit, but like, we're different now. Yeah. We're onto the lift that I like. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Yeah. There's still a chance. 55 kilos, I can make it up. It's going to be way, way, way harder than it should have been. But I should have been able yeah. to get there easily, but uh, I need I need something. Yeah. So then I walked back in, ignored everybody. So sorry to those people. But I kind of went back in, walked up to the bar, didn't talk to people. Kind of went, all right, load 70. And then just boom, we get load 120, boom. Yeah. All the way through my warm-ups and then went, okay, cool, we're on, fuck it. Right. Yeah. Then that's when it was like, I have to yell a bit and get yeah. myself. But yeah, I think like this, like overreaching end part of like all these conversations is kind of where we've come from. So like Liz and I started Flex because she saw frustration in her personal training clients for what she was experiencing from other people. I saw it in my clientele when I was working at Nutrition Warehouse and we went, we need to fix this. Right. He sees frustration in powerlifting clients, programming issues, all the rest of it. He's like, I want to fix this. So he generates epic programming and coaching for Nexus. Right. And then me and him have conversations and it's like, fuck, this is frustrating. Like, what yeah. do people get about what we're doing that's making great mm. sense to us? Yeah. And this is what it is it's, it's setting up seminars to get people to have the opportunity to understand the underlying uh, mechanisms and some of the physiology and stress and all the rest of it so they can ask the question of why and then determine what their best next step is. Enjoy it all together. Right. See the big picture. And that's what it is because you, you don't really have the opportunity to necessarily take theoretical knowledge and say, okay, I can apply it in this way as opposed to having two individuals that have done the theory, done the application, married both of them together, now finding kinks in our armour and all the rest of it, continuing to adapt and now offering the opportunity for people to say, cool, like, can I just bunny hop all the shit yeah. and find what really matters? Or what are the variables that we need to ask questions of so I can make it work for me? And that's, that's our whole goal is getting people away from not feeling like they can't, like, have some ownership on some of their decisions, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm super, super looking forward to it. It's going to be heaps of fun. Plus, like, we're, not, we're quite boring and not very charismatic, as everyone can see. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, it'll be really dull. And <laughs> we'll, I'll poke the bear and he'll fire up and yeah. fire up and yeah. like, probably like that back of a champ just then. Yeah, <laughs> I was just sitting there like yeah, we were just having a chat and he just brought that back to the seminar. I was like, oh, good on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, we I can just of... host from now on. Don't you have moments sometimes where you're like I've had moments where I've sat in cafes and actually in Melbourne I was sitting there with one of our coaches, Alan, and I was watching him on a console. And I was like sitting there like goosebumps. I was just like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I have a coach that's passionate. He has information. This person is just like lapping him up. Yeah. He's loving it. Everyone's super positive. And I kind of have this just vibe. And it's, I get that when I watch people that I'm impressed by as well. Even yeah. in podcasts, like listening to people like Luke. Like I'm a big fan of Luke's. And I just see him. He's just like in, you know, and like yeah, saying awesome. will. And there's different. And that for me, I'm just like, I get real worked up. And then it's like, yeah, let's just drive this home so people really understand what where our passion lies so yeah, um, yeah it's going to be cool yeah, I'm excited so what are the dates again let me get my eye telephone and I'll confirm those for the ear people <laughs> yeah so our first one's in uh, Wellington which is on March 31st um, that one's out of Builder Body the, the gym there then we've got April 13th which is in Melbourne down here at Melbourne Strength Culture um, and they're running from 10.30 to 4.30, I believe, pretty much on all of them, or 10 to 4, give or take, so the, the specifics are on each one. So that was April 13th Probably in Melbourne. Months. Yeah, likely. Um, and then <laughs> 18th of May is uh, 10 to 4 at Marrickville uh, Creature, uh, Creature Gym as well. So um, 
the goal will basically be like an introduction to Will and I. I'm going to discuss stress. He's going to get into programming. Then I'm going to marry that up with some nutrition. He's then going to talk about uh, some sleep and some recovery modalities and like what we think is advantageous to the lifter there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there'll be an opportunity for some Q&A at the end. Which uh, I'll be practicing with too. Will, yeah, Will's going to do a little bit of practice. And Will's also going to be doing yeah. offering up like limited spots for people on the day after, like on a Sunday, to come in and do some technique work yeah, or whatever it may be as well. So that'll be available. Um, I'm available for the consult aspect of it. They don't need to see me face to face, but if I'm there, I may as well. Um, so, but they can use that whenever because we're online. So, yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome, very good. So, where do we get tickets? Uh, you can go to both of our websites. So on mine, it's uh, on ours. I should say is flexsuccess.com.au forward slash events and has all of our events on it. Um, when you click that, it'll actually link you to Nexus because that's where we're hosting the actual thing. So you'll find it there anyway. Um, it's linked on my personal Instagram, Dean McKillop. It's linked on Will's personal Instagram. It's linked on Nexus's Instagram. Um, so, I mean, if you can't find it, you're in trouble. Um, if not, just hit both Will and I on our privates and we'll, yeah. we'll don't hit us on our yeah. privates. <laughs> Maybe that. Tam will make sure. Yeah, they are there. Slide the DMs in there. Tam will make sure there's a link in the notes and stuff. Yeah, that too. Anyway, I, I just hear that on people's podcasts. I don't know how it's done, but Tam will make sure. Well, I love when you like, like, it'll be down here and then yeah. it's up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the YouTube ones. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, boys. No, nice. thanks so much for having us on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Love it. See you next time. More coffee and one more. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>